0: Hi friends, you're tuned in to Legal Means Business, a podcast by Leeway. We're joined by some amazing guests who help us identify how to take your legal function and career to the next level. I'm your host, Steph Smith, and we're talking all things legal ops and legal tech, as well as other critical skills needed to help you thrive in the evolving in-house arena. Don't forget, you can watch us on YouTube, Or listen on the go through Spotify or Apple podcasts. If you enjoy the conversation, please do hit subscribe and let us know what you think on social.
1: So that cross functional collaboration, remembering always you're coming from a place of serving your colleagues who are your customers, adding value to whatever it is that their business aim is. In in most cases it's closing a deal and, and, and bringing in a new customer and you are also doing that remembering in an extremely fast-moving context so yeah. the, the relationship is key to unlocking that relentlessly fast-paced uh, manner in which you move.
0: The obvious difference between working in-house and working in private practice is that in-house legal teams work inside the company. And when you work inside a company, you have to work well with other teams if you expect to know what's going on and to best serve the needs of the business. But for a department that's worked in silo for decades and for highly talented professionals whose education generally focused on technical skills, it's not always easy for in-house lawyers to collaborate effectively with other teams. So how can legal teams ace cross-functional collaboration? This is exactly what we're exploring today with the wonderful Sarah Irwin. Sarah is the head of legal at the no-code automation company, Times. And she's also the founder of Irish Tech General Counsel, a network for legal professionals in the Irish tech community. In this episode, Seda shares how the role of in-house legal has changed over recent years, as well as how in-house lawyers can embed cross-functional collaboration to improve the performance of their legal department and better enjoy their day-to-day roles. Let's dive in.
1: Well, hi Seda. how are you doing? Hi Steph, I'm great, thank you. Good morning from Dublin.
0: Yes. Good morning from Paris.
1: <laughs> I do always
0: think my accent maybe throws people on yeah. where Leeway's based. Um, my, I know mine.
1: I know mine definitely does. So I always, I always spend a few minutes just explaining. Well, I was born here, and then I grew up there, and yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I can hear the Irish twang though, for sure.
1: Yeah, and I, I also. Um, so since I moved over here, I've started to pronounce my R's a bit. So like party rather than party. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, well, you'll be more on the Scottish crew then by that, yeah. that kind of. <laughs> yeah. the French, to be fair. They do that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, we, we tend to, to dive right in um, to some of the questions. Great. But we like to start by exploring, you know, what you believe the the role of legal is in business.
1: What, do you, what are your thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah. Absolutely. So so for me, this has massively changed uh, in recent years. And now more than ever, it's about being a strategic business partner and advisor and enabler to the business. So it's no longer at, at any level, whether you're very, very junior training or general counsel, it's about um, business first and foremost. It's not just a strictly legal uh, job anymore. Mm hmm. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned that's sh- that's a recent change
0: in the grand scheme of things. So I guess what kind of the way it was traditionally versus the way it is yeah. now? Yeah.
1: That... Yeah. So before it was very much legal was a kind of a, a siloed cost center. Right. So it was mm. it was not a department that, you know, it, it, it isn't a department that generates revenue in the same same way that the sales team does. Um mm-hmm. But it was, it was always very much out, sort of hidden and out of the way. And that, you know, from what I hear, I never worked in, you know, in-house in those days, but that caused a lot of friction from a cultural perspective. So, you know, now we're at the start of a really exciting new era of um, a rethinking around what the purpose of the in-house legal function is now and how it can perhaps not create, not generate revenue and create value in that way, but certainly significantly slash legal spend uh, mm-hmm. and save the business money in that way too. So there, there seems to have been a huge mindset shift in recent years about, you know, how do we do things better in house? How do we, how do we serve the business better rather than just, you know, the sort of negative connotations and perceptions that come with being sort of hidden and and, and siloed and, and only mm-hmm. brought in to any process at the very last minute. So really it's about, it's about seeing your colleagues as your customers. how can you make their day better? What's the one thing or the five things that you can do to add value to their day? I also approach it with far more of an end user focus. So I'm not just looking at a contract thinking that you know I'm making changes and and I will need to negotiate this uh, with just my legal counterpart in mind, right? I'm always thinking about, the the, the prospect customer that we want to bring on board you know because the Mm -hmm. reality is long after the lawyers do their thing and walk away the customer relationship is still there and that's the piece that really matters and that needs to be invested in so whenever I you know whenever I open a red line or an email from uh, a counterpart and so on that's always the first thing I'm thinking about I'm thinking about why is this in here what is the concern here you know with with how will what will this look like in in three years time down the line if we want to come to renew a deal and retain that business because that's what business is all about right so so that's what I mean by having the kind of the 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 far more commercial focus rather than the blinkered legal focus and that really is what CEOs and C-suite level clients are looking for now they don't want someone that is just going to spout or send them an email with a a legal essay right they want the answer up top they want to know what the actionable steps are to, to to kind of to, to, to for you know whatever a given workaround is if you're working on a deal and really to try and understand the concerns of the customer and, and and be more collaborative have a bigger appetite for risk those are the things that are valued now and that really for me is what in-house looks like it's how I've always run the in-house function at times it's you know I listening to podcasts and just understanding the scene that's out there globally this is this is ha- what we are trending towards now and um m- most gcs understand that as well mm-hmm. and frankly you know that really also makes for a in my opinion a happier a happier place to work from an in-house legal perspective too because you feel like you belong to the business mm-hmm. because you are more business focused so that's really that's really kind of where we are now and 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 why has that come about i, I think a lot of the reason is just the 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 relentless the fast pace that particularly where I work in a scaling rapidly scaling startup you know there isn't time to read legal essays people need the solution quick to bring in revenue that's what it's all about and so what we do is facilitate that as much as possible but always having regard to 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 the law just making it just presenting it in a different way
0: yeah yeah for sure and and, and like you said it's it's, it is a bit of a mindset shift isn't it so yeah. I think especially maybe for lawyers who are it's their first time working in house if they come from a yeah. law firm or even straight out of uh, university I suppose it's it can yeah. be a bit of a, a mindset
1: shift yeah and I think also when we study as lawyer to be lawyers when we're training to be lawyers when you know when we're very junior and you know progressing perfectionism is really drilled into you that's different to excellence i i mean mm-hmm. you know perfectionism just for the sake of it and doing something one way because because you know you need to know it for an exam and and regurgitate it on an exam piece of paper for, for that reason Um, Mm -hmm. Or because a a particular law firm does it that way to distinguish them from, you know, all the other law firms. So that is really drilled into you. And it's very hard to get away from that and to shake that off when you move in-house. And Mm -hmm. I really do emphasize the fact, you know, the difference between perfectionism and excellence. You can still um, operate in a way that, you know, produce excellent work. Uh, without it needing to necessarily to be perfect there there just isn't time there isn't time for that when you're trying you know you're at the end of a quarter and you have 17 different deals on the desk and you know you need to all that revenue needs to come in within the next week so that that's kind of what I mean by that so there there is a bit Mm -hmm. of mindset shift from that perspective too absolutely so regardless of whether you've come from somewhere else in house or you're coming from private practice it's good to be conscious of um those things and how the landscape is changing
0: yeah for sure absolutely love the whole legal perfection is not business excellence like uh, yeah that's brilliant I'll be using that yeah (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. you know and you can still produce great work and be add serious value it's just it doesn't have to be Come from a perfectionist place. A lot of the reason that we're experiencing this new era is that you know, CEOs and C-suite level employers or whoever you report to, they actually want someone in-house lawyers with a bigger appetite for risk. And that's okay because when you are closer to the business, you have all the context that comes with that. So your your risk you're always ultimately guided by your client's appetite for risk, but you get comfortable with that relatively quickly because you have the context of how understanding how the nuts and bolts of the business work, how the pricing works, who a given customer is, and, you know, perhaps that customer might end up generating more work and so on. So you do get comfortable with it quicker. Private practice is very different. We don't always, well, I very rarely give you know when I'm looking to outside counsel for instructions and advice mm-hmm. I never give them the amount of context that I get being this side of the table so yeah it's just it's it's an important part of the the new era we're living in and mindset shift and it's actually okay mm-hmm. you do get comfortable with it quite quickly.
0: Great in-house lawyers can distinguish between legal perfection and business excellence. When working on legal work be sure to challenge yourself to operate in a way that produces excellent work even if that means not necessarily being legally perfect. To achieve this, set super quick check-ins throughout the process of your work to ask yourself these questions. What is the purpose of this task? What would an excellent outcome look like for the business? And of course, what is the minimal acceptable legal outcome? You don't want to spend ages making something legally perfect before sense-checking your work. So be sure to ask yourselves these questions throughout. And obviously to, to be more commercially minded and, and take those legal blinkers off, I, you obviously have to integrate more. And I imagine that involves a lot more collaboration um, with other teams across the business. So Yet. I know that's something you're you're quite passionate about.
1: Yeah, I, I, I like to get well. on with people fundamentally. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, I, I I do. I like to get on with people. I like to make a difference to their day. Because I'm coming from that that mindset I just described, I find mm-hmm. that comes quite easy for me. So there's there's that approach, just the kind of fundamentals of networking about being generous and uh, serving others and understanding what they need from you to to make a difference to their day. Yeah, that really lends itself well to collaboration with your colleagues and. That's particularly important because, again, you know, all all tied in with this sort of, you know, the old world, siloed cost center, uh, demonized lawyer uh, culture. There traditionally can be a lot of friction with, for example, the sales team when they're trying to get their deals over the line at the end of a quarter or at the end of the year. And, you know, just being brought in on things last minute and perhaps, you know, that that really does create quite a negative culture. So I work really hard on my relationships with all my colleagues, everyone, not just the sales team, because that's who I work with the most. But but literally mm-hmm. everyone, because when you're in house, particularly like me, if you're a one person band, you have to be able to turn your hand to anything. It could be a you know, a query can land on your desk from the marketing design, uh, marketing team, product design Uh, or sales team, or whoever it may be. So, you Mm -hmm. know, you you never know who you need to have a good relationship with in order to advise them and help them with whatever their business aim is. So it's a no-brainer for me. Getting on with people at work is a no-brainer for me. It makes everyone's job easier, and it just, it it really creates a much better culture. Mm -hmm.
0: For sure. And in your experience, what does that good cross-functional collaboration look like?
1: Yeah. So, again, it's, you know, it's all the, it's primarily there's no friction. So you are both working towards a business aim. And from the legal perspective, you are very often tying law, pure law, and making it relevant to something extremely technical um, in the course of selling a given you know software as a service and that in itself can be very nuanced because not all software is the same right technology mm-hmm. is extremely extremely broad could be uh you know augmented reality it could be gaming it could be cybersecurity cyber security automation like we sell at times and actually you know the hardest part of this job is often tying the law with something extremely technical about the software that you're selling and that in itself is tied to the given business aim. So the, the main business aim that I handle on a daily basis is working on deals to get in customers and, and, and actually selling our product and closing a sale. So that cross-functional collaboration remembering always you're coming from a place of serving your colleagues who are your customers, adding value to whatever it is that their business aim is. In in most cases, it's closing a deal and, and, and bringing in a new customer. And you are also doing that, remember, in an extremely fast-moving context. So yeah. the, the relationship is key to unlocking that relentlessly fast-paced uh, manner in which you move. So, for example, you know, friction slows things down. Ego, the egos that come into that as well it really slows things down considerably and if you don't get on with people you're less inclined to want to do work for them or help them you know so it is mm-hmm. it's important to get on with people because it just keeps things moving quicker as well
0: yeah for sure I think of the point you touched on before and I can hear it kind of when you're speaking yeah. especially if you're a solo in-house lawyer or a smaller legal team having those relationships across the business yeah. surely must make your role more fulfilling if you're working um, in-house.
1: yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, you know, when I started at Times last August, I was one in-house lawyer to 51 colleagues. And now fast forward to March, I'm one in-house lawyer to exactly 100 colleagues. and. Wow you know, you have to, for me, it, again, it's a no brainer to do my job better. And in a, you know, very quickly to, to just get on with people to have good relationships mm-hmm. with them. It really, it, it, it really is the the other element to the job as well that I really enjoy um, is being an educator. So part of the being the business enabler is coaching and mm-hmm. um helping other people to do their jobs better, to self-serve so they don't always have to come to me. Uh, And I really, it's a really wonderful part of the job to see someone, say, who's entry level or, you know, on the sales team or very new going from, ah, it's it's a contract, it's all legal, I don't Mm -hmm. understand, you know, to running it themselves and to, you know messaging me on slack and saying hey i got this contract in it says this and let you know i think we should do that about this particular risk allocation classic so that's a that happens incredibly quickly as well when you get on well Mm -hmm. with someone um Mm -hmm. and that's a really wonderful thing to see too but yeah a big part of being a good modern in-house lawyer is appreciating that you are there to coach and guide and in that way lead as well whether you're very junior you know or head of legal you are mm-hmm. leading the process in that respect as well
0: yeah for sure wait that's quite similar we had a, a, a brilliant guest on speaking about distributed ownership and trying right. to like on what you were talking about providing yeah. the tools and the the guides and the education to other teams to be able to for other teams to be taking on legal work that that they're best suited to do actually because they're closer to the either the customer or the particular relationship or service going on there so yeah it's a super interesting topic that one
1: yeah it's really interesting and you know here in Ireland now there are you know we're on our sixth unicorn um -hmm. there are actually quite a few in-house legal functions that are just one person Mm -hmm. so you know it's it's, it's really important to approach your work in all the ways I have just described in mm-hmm. order to use your time extremely efficiently
0: yeah definitely I don't think and be happy at work <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. So win-win <laughs> yeah <laughs> so great cross-functional collaboration especially in fast-paced environments has three key elements number one Strong understanding of the goals and motivations of other teams. Explore how your stakeholders track their goals, check in on their objectives, and join meetings wherever is appropriate. Two, embed legal in the wider business wherever possible. Build relationships and create a network of legal champions across the business. This will help to foster a sense of legal culture company-wide. And three, minimal friction reduce or remove friction from all legal touchpoints, whether that's merging legal tasks into business processes so that they become second nature, or choosing tech solutions that work for all relevant stakeholders. Uh, so how can you go around building these relationships uh, with the teams?
1: Yeah, so again, you know, that it's, it's a conscious effort as well, like in terms mm-hmm. of actual practical steps you will very quickly be put together on a deal and have to work under pressure and that's actually another good reason to to actively build these relationships because it's you know when you're working under pressure sometimes late at night you need to get on well with people in order to sort of cut cut to the chase and get that deal done. So mm-hmm. what I would advise is actively uh, get to know, you know all new joiners whatever process works for you via slack or a quick quick zoom for 15 minutes just to get to know them that that really really helps and also you know how you approach your work you get to know people quicker if you approach it in the ways that i'm describing so don't if if someone new emails sends you a red line or asks you a question about law don't send them an essay answer up top always answer the question first it's usually yes you know provided we do the following 10 things um and then the actionable steps to achieve whatever it is that you need and then if they want to reach out to you 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 can add add on a bit of a legal essay or tell them that there's you know you can you're happy to talk to them if they want to no one ever really does that they just want the answer and they want to know what to do about it but that also does really help in relationship building because it it ultimately positions you as trusted advisor if people know they can come to you and they will get the 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 answer that they need very quickly and you know you demystify how they need to go about achieving that solution that really helps to build relationships as well it's not all Mm -hmm. about you know going to the pub or socializing you don't you know that Mm -hmm. that you don't have to do it that way but it's just to know that just just to just to to work on building relationships that way too um Empathy really helps as well. I I, mm-hmm. I I think I'm quite an empathic person. I, I find it easy to see things from other people's point of view. But even mm-hmm. if you don't, you, that's a, that's a sk- soft skill you can work on. If you understand where one of your colleagues, regardless of what function they're working in, is coming from, what their concerns are, it makes it much easier for you to then provide them with a solution. And being solutions focused is, is you know, it's all part of that mindset, that new modern mindset that I was just talking about too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that that all just really helps with optimum cross-functional collaboration. Mm-hmm. In terms of, it's not just all about, it shouldn't just all come from legal too, right? So, yes. so a really good example of I I always say to the the various heads of of our sales teams you know I love being mm-hmm. involved in the business I love understanding what it is exactly you do your day-to-day job because it helps me to do my job better so for example I am included in our we've split our sales team regionally so we have the North American sales team EMEA APAC because we're expanding globally um, so I join the North America check-in calls every week. So it's the sort of run through of what deal, what customers, um, what what deals we have going on. And then I can, you know, that's integrating me and in what they're doing, exactly where they're at in the deal process. Uh, and then I can chime in on the legal side if they need an update in that respect or a quick bit of advice. And actually I was on one of those calls yesterday and one of my colleagues who's based in Canada said it's really, really helpful having you here because it's just a really efficient way of Mm -hmm. using both of our times in terms of getting things closed quicker. And then also our, um, we, so we've, we've set up an EMEA sales team now as well, and they Mm -hmm. invited me to their, uh, kickoff session. So it was really an eye-opener just hearing all about how they strategize around sales and again I was able to chime in on you know the differences say with how GDPR operates when we're approaching prospects in Europe as against North America it's very very different and it's really getting in there very early on in the process which of course we as lawyers actually like you know Mm. so for example in my in my life as a corporate lawyer You never wanted to be involved after the terms sheet had been signed. You wanted to be involved, really get out ahead of risk and ensuring a smooth deal from that early on stage. So, Mm -hmm. so being brought in on what's happening as early as possible is really key to cross-functional collaboration as well. And, you know, it's okay for you as an in-house lawyer or speak to your head of legal, whatever, for them to speak to um, whoever is involved in sales and say, hey, can you bring us in in the process much earlier? So that yeah. really makes my job a lot better and really helps with cross-functional collaboration.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's, it's viewing yeah. legal as other teams probably would with involving marketing or involving product or involving sales all from kind of the yeah. outset. It's just adding that extra ingredient. Um, from yeah. the beginning, I guess, which is pretty cool,
1: yeah. and you know, I've spoken about culture and improving culture a lot. that's it's so important. And then on the business side of things, all of that, all of that that recipe that we've just been talking about that what does that do from a business perspective? It massively speeds up deal cycles. It brings mm-hmm. in revenue quicker. so what why wouldn't you approach it that way? why Why would yeah. you want to waste time? being unhappy at work and with all of that friction it's it's time consuming and no one mm-hmm. values it
0: yeah yeah I, I was going to ask actually what are the kind of business outcomes of this better cross-functional collaboration I know you've talked touched on some there.
1: yeah yeah, so on the, the, the pure business side of it, like I said, you you, you just get through the work quicker. And that's mm-hmm. particularly important when you're rapidly scaling like we are at the moment, where there is there is just no time or appetite for uh for friction and for for bad mm-hmm. culture. It really lends it all lends itself well to bringing in customers faster so it's it's really it's it's wonderful all around really people are happier at work and they are making a really meaningful contribution to to bringing in revenue quicker and to adding actual value to the business Mm -hmm. so if you look at it that way you know cross functional collaboration adds value in, in in that way too that that's why it's hugely important
0: Yeah definitely it sounds like it could be a bit of a competitive advantage to be honest yeah getting that involved either spot opportunities or yeah as you say yeah just speed up the process
1: big time and you know like I was saying we're at the start of this era CEOs and employers are, are you know clearly going to favor the person that approaches their work in the way that I've described over someone that just wants to hide and doesn't get on with people <laughs> at work yeah you know totally. so it's yeah it's uh, absolutely gives you a competitive advantage
0: building strong cross-functional relationships doesn't just happen you have to make a conscious effort and reach out to people one way to stay on top of this is to proactively engage with new joiners when someone joins a team that you often work with set up an intro meeting to say hello Tell them about yourself and the legal function in your business. And make legal accessible, taking the fear away. You want business teams to have an affinity towards legal, and building connections from the outset really helps with this. Secondly, be aware of how business people generally like to work. Avoid legalese, get to the point as fast as possible, and provide clear, actionable steps to progress. And lastly, provide the best service you can to your business clients. If you can work quickly and provide solutions to other teams' challenges, you're bound to build great relationships that will benefit both the legal function and the business. After all, relationships don't just make the work more enjoyable, they speed up work, deliver better outcomes, and open doors to new business opportunities and you're yeah. clearly passionate about legal and and legal in the tech space as well so i know that you've now launched um irish tech general counsel do you want yeah, to tell us a bit I, more about that
1: yeah absolutely so so i would say a few so as i've i mentioned i'm a solo in-house lawyer and a few days after i started at Times, i realized there was nowhere to turn to bounce something off someone who was doing the exact same thing as me. And, you know, I had come from private practice where you, by comparison, you have an army of colleagues uh, Mm -hmm. who, you know, have particular depth of expertise. Or even just for the moral support of it, just to have someone else who understands, you know, your your education and training and what the role is. And bearing in mind that the law profession is very heavily scrutinized and regulated and we feel the pressure of that every day all of us whether we're in private mm-hmm. practice or in-house so there was no there was no kind of support network in Ireland and th- it's also in the context of us being on our sixth unicorn right so mm-hmm. and i realized that the us for example is extremely organized at gc level and it, and and for in-house lawyers generally but there was no network like that in Ireland so and we really needed it. So I thought, there must be other people out there that are in the exact same boat as me that feel the same way. So I reached out to a few other in-house lawyers at Irish tech companies. They felt the exact same way. They said they would absolutely love uh, for me to put together some kind of group. And initially, I thought it would be you know, a few of us going for a few drinks every few months and sharing war stories and best practices in certain areas. And then I realized that actually, once I announced the network on LinkedIn last month, that I've just had so many people get in touch and we're hosting a launch party here in Dublin at Huckle Tree where Tynes is based on the 7th of April. So there's going to be about 50 or 60 people coming to that. Amazing. I also realised, you know, initially I thought, oh, it'll just be heads of legal, but actually so many people, all different levels in-house at Irish tech companies have reached out to me. And then also law students and trainees, I uh, experimented with Instagram, so I have an ITGC account on Instagram, and that's been really popular with law students and trainees wanting to know about uh, to understand what a career in tech in law would look like as a as a pathway whether it's you know direct or via private practice so i realized there's a job to do in normalizing a career path to in-house as well and you know especially in the context of this exciting new era I've been talking about where the job is just a much happier one in-house now Mm -hmm. you know so yeah there's loads of different strands that I wasn't expecting and it's really exciting but the most important feature of the network is that support function as well because Mm -hmm. uh, it it, you know you can feel isolated in your day-to-day work You can feel that even if you have a massive team, you know, because we are a heavily regulated profession. So it's really important from that point of view, too, as well as the shared knowledge and shared learning. So, yeah, so we'll do the launch event next month. Um, Actually, it's not like, well, it's next month, it's next week. Uh, We'll do that (laughs) next week. Uh, I'm going to organize an annual conference so that we can also get all of our CPD done in, in one day. And then there'll be regular uh, either real life or virtual lunch, lunch and learn sessions as well mm-hmm. to, to, to really build those connections and uh, have a, have a platform. I'll, I'll announce all this next week, but yeah, have a platform like Slack to just have, you know, a group, uh, you know, somewhere that we can go and bounce ideas very quickly so yeah, there's loads going on and I'm really excited and it's been really lovely to have been approached by so many people that were also expressed an interest in joining or supporting in one way or another.
0: Yeah, it's going to be such a valuable resource for, for so many people, I'm sure, as you said, all across yeah. the different levels of their careers as well. So that's pretty exciting. It'll be quite nice yeah. to share in the joy of everyone's journeys as well, I reckon.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know what? The other thing is, and, and again this is like me coming from a place being a one person in-house in-house legal function it, it's I, I've sort of created a, a legal team of all of these wonderful people that want to join the network so that that's hmm. the other benefit of it it's kind of like you've created this sort of outsourced legal function in itself with all of that wonderful yeah. knowledge that we have sitting here in Ireland so it's really exciting and I know you know, a lot of people have um, have told me that they're excited about that too. Probably relieved as well. <laughs> yeah, To, to know that there will, sure. will be that, that that support structure coming down the tracks.
0: Yeah, cool. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank um, you, I don't know if there's any final points you'd like to, to sum up. No, not
1: really. Um, I, I hope that's been helpful. And if anyone has any definitely. questions or wants to get in touch with me, just reach out on LinkedIn. Um, I'd be glad to answer questions about this new world that I that I've been talking about that we've been talking about or or the ITGC network as well so Mm -hmm.
0: perfect cool well thank you so much that was brilliant and I'm sure this along with um your new network will definitely help lots of people so thank you so much
1: yeah awesome thank you Steph
0: (laughs) cool thank you